uh, welcome to the episode seven. Uh, today we're going to be talking about two things because the first thing is probably going to take us a while. Uh, I mean, episode eleven first and foremost. Uh, yeah, it's episode eleven. Wow. It's early. Yeah. Or late, depends uh, on how you look at it. It, uh, yeah, it depends, <laughs> really. Either way, it's not good. Yeah, we're here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, first we're going to talk about the first six episodes of Iron Fist. And then we're going to talk about um, how DC just hit the panic button. <laughs> oh, God. I hope I'm still awake to talk about that. Either way, so, <laughs> if you've been living under a rock, honestly, Netflix premiered it's Iron Fist series. Um, it came to a lot of negative reviews when it first came out because a lot. yeah, because a lot of people got to see the first six episodes, and literally, I think everyone except for a couple news sites trashed the shit out of the show. Like and, it's the worst show on Netflix. Uh, Marvel should just rethink the Defenders. Yeah, and um, I'm not sure if there's bullshit. a place for Danny Rand in this universe. Blah blah blah. So to start it off, is it bad? No, absolutely not. Is it not great? at all? No, but the thing is, is, like, it doesn't have to be. I feel like now that we're at this, like, Marvel standard where it's, like, it has to be great. Like, it has to be Daredevil Season 2. Like, it has to be um, Luke Cage, you know what I mean, and, like, half of Jessica Jones. But, like, it, I like it so far. Yes, there's some stuff that bugged me, which we'll get into, obviously, but it's a, it's a good show. There's no, there's no reason I watched those first ex- episodes, and I was like, oh, I'm turned off by this now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I, I want to keep watching like- um, for Dar- not Daredevil, sorry, for Iron Fist, it it is exactly what it needs to be. It's its own contained story. We get our links to the other um, Marvel Netflix shows, but like people trashing it the way they're trashing it is honestly and truly a bit ridiculous. Yeah, one of the things that I read a lot is there's like pointless boardroom meetings and stuff like that, and a lot of people are complaining about that. I didn't get that because you have to realize that in those meetings you are learning about Ward and Joy Beecham, right? And, like, yeah. I feel like there was a lot of character development in those scenes. Um, we're going to be talking about spoilers for the first six episodes. We're going to do it six by six just because we figured it would be easier that way because um, a lot of people obviously aren't done the whole show by now. But um, so basically later on in the six episodes, like, uh, Ward starts taking the heroin that the hand is bringing in through, like, uh, the Rand Incorporated. And, like, that whole boardroom scene where they're with the lawyers talking about what Danny did with the uh, the cancer case when it came to the chemical plant, like, th- that was one of three. And sure, the other ones didn't really have to happen except for the first one where Danny was in it. But, like, they were still not that bad. Like, literally, I read an article. I forget what news or what reporting site it was. But I'm not kidding you. There was, like, a paragraph, like, this long. Literally being like, oh, like, this is an arrow. Like, why are they in the boardroom all the time talking about pointless stuff? But it's like, it wasn't pointless. I don't understand Well, first why and foremost, it... like, it's the development of, like, Rand Industries and yeah. what it is, what it was to what it is now, what Danny wants it to be. And unfortunately, Danny wanted to take over his father's company. we got to learn what the business is about. Exactly. Unless, like, um, you just want some, oh, he works for this company over here. Let's just leave that over there. We'll come back to it eventually. But yeah, and a lot of that's it too. Works. Yeah, and a lot of it too is like showing how Joy can be a kind-hearted person and exactly. a nitty-gritty businesswoman, 
right? Which is what, and right now I think she's struggling in between the two, and that's one of the main like plot points in the yeah, story. Right now. The exactly, and I and I feel like those scenes also did that, and it showed Ward's dominance in the company, and how um, in one of the scenes directly towards the end, uh, I think it was episode five, they even say to the board members like, uh, "Ward has never done anyone wrong." Like he's never made a bad decision. We need to trust yeah, him. Trust you know what I mean? Yeah, and like that's I, the thing too. So like one of the things I really liked about Ward was Ward's character development. Anyway, is just that we get that flashback of them as kids that are sitting at the table, and Ward just like giving it to Danny, calling him a um, yeah, a child or silver spoon or whatever. And then you flash forward to the present day, and it's the exact same thing. Yeah, and I feel like that that was needed. That's definitely one of the things I liked about the show. Was um, though I did feel in the beginning. Um, the character development between Joy and Danny Rand and uh, Ward and everything was a little bit far fetched. Shaky, yeah. No, because I felt like he came back and thought, and like they were trying to be like so close already. But it's like if you were like ten and your plane went down, and now you're like mid twenties because they say that in the show. They say like fifteen like, years. Yeah, so technically he's twenty five, I guess, in the show. But um. It, like things don't just rekindle that quickly, and I, and I I actually do feel like one of the scenes in the show was actually filmed later in the series, but they like cut and pasted it back to the front because it's where um Joy and Danny are on uh Joy's uh like house's front steps, and it used to be Danny's, and like they're really close in that scene, and they like, get like really like kind of emotional, and then like ten minutes later it shows her being weirded out again, and it's like. Uh, that didn't really work, you know what I mean? So I feel like there was a little cut and paste, and maybe that's one of the main reasons why a lot of the critics, like, had issues so far. But other than that, like, the show seems to be going pretty steady. That's the thing. I think that because um, being a martial arts heavy show, Iron Fist, we were expecting it to be similar to Daredevil and similar to Luke Cage, but the way that the show is developing itself is that it's more than martial arts because we're learning a lot more about the hand, which we didn't know about in Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage. Um, we're getting a lot more information about what the Iron Fist actually is and like what that means to like the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the, whatever the hell they call it, the Netflix Universe. So it's just like, it's explaining a lot that we actually need to know going into the Defenders so it doesn't need to do that. So the Defenders is going to be like, let's drop these four guys into it and let's let them have a time. See, um, I do feel that um, from the beginning of the filming until now, um, there was a lot of corny things that I was kind of like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of sat back, I was like, okay, cool, like, I get it. Like, uh, especially when, like, uh, Danny grabs the nunchucks out of the case, and he's like, oh, watch this. And he's, yeah, like, moving this fast. <laughs> he's moving this fast. And then when his body double comes in, it's his back, he's like, and you're like, okay, I get it. And, like, touching on the acting... Um, Finn Jones is Danny Rand. Um, he, he kind of has the same, like, kind of expressions when everything's serious. And I feel like from episode one through six, you can tell there's a huge difference. Cause you can tell, like, probably watching the screening, he was like, damn, I should probably fix that, blah, blah, blah. And though I do like Finn Jones, I do think they could have done maybe a little bit of a better job casting. And I'm not even touching the race thing because everyone was making a huge deal out of that like they usually do, right? But, like, literally, I just feel like they could have maybe casted a better actor because when you're inserting a new character into a universe like the Defenders and the Marvel, you need someone to literally carry it. And I don't think he's doing that right now, but I think the person who plays Ward Mitchum is very good. 
Um, yes. You have the storyline with Harold, their father, obviously, yeah. moving forward and stuff like that. So I do believe there are things kind of picking it up and bringing it steady along. But I feel like if it wasn't for those supporting characters, I don't think him as a whole by himself could carry the thing. And I think they're lucky because of that. Because if it was just like Daredevil season one, where it was just him showing the roots and his origin story without any supporting characters, I don't think it would have worked. Well, here's my main thing. Like, uh, again, I'm a huge fan of Game of Thrones, and every time I see like Finn Jones on on uh, on TV, I only see Loras Tyrell. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to unsee that. No, I agree. I agree completely. Even Especially in the like, beginning um, when uh, exactly. he has the beard. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, though, like, um, can her name Jennifer Hedwick or something like that? The girl who plays the Colleen Wick, like the oh yeah, yeah, owns a dojo. She's also in Game of Thrones. She's a part of um, the Sand Service, but her character is actually... I like her a lot. Yeah. Um, she's one of the sisters in Game of Thrones, right? The, the yeah. Three, six, yeah, okay. Um, but either way, yeah, she's doing a great job. Um, we haven't seen, like... Uh, like How can I put it? We've seen a good amount of her, but I don't think we've seen, like, a lot of her compared to what we're going to see in the last yeah. six episodes. Because um, obviously there's a romance brewing between the both of them. Um, she's finally starting to help with the hand, and she's really good at kung fu. And I really yeah. like how it's super cool in the second um, in the second fight scene, the underground fight scene. She's wearing oh, all white fight? like the comics. I was like, yeah. okay, daughter of the dragon, I see you. Like, you know what I mean? I thought that was really neat. And That's I, the thing too. Like, I feel like they pick and choose which fight scenes are going to be good because both um, underground fight scenes are fantastic. But yeah. other than that, um, when they fight the Axe Gang or the Hatchet Gang in like episode four, I think it was, it wasn't that memorable yeah. at all. I think another problem that a lot of people are having with the show and they're not really like seeming to grasp is um, when you hear like, oh, uh, the Iron Fist, like the immortal Iron Fist, they're expecting a lot more like iron fist action. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure if it's because of maybe budget or the way they wrote the story, but obviously in the first part of the show, he was so heavily medicated. He couldn't connect to his chi to give himself the power of the iron fist. And And he mentioned that so many times as well. Yeah. And then now, um, it's, uh, like he feels like he's failed because he didn't, uh, kill the final test of the hand, the part of the three fights. And stuff yeah. like that. So now he's having a problem connecting it. And I get that. And I, to be honest with you, I don't really... Because, like, being familiar with Danny Rand, it's not like that. You know what I mean? The guy's got glowing fists, usually both of them. And then he's usually beating the well. shit out of people. Yeah. And it's like, as of this point, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think we've only seen the fist glow four times. And... It's when the axe goes off his hand, when he punches through the wall, um, when he punches punches through through the back door of the truck, yeah, yeah. and then when he punches the final guy. And it's like, out of this many episodes, we've seen all these kung fu fights, but we've only seen him use the power of the Iron Fist that many times. And I think that's what's kind of getting people, because it's like, look, like, we saw the kung fu in in daredevil both seasons we saw the kung fu somewhat in jessica jones and stuff like that and it's like they need to bring something else to the table and it's there but they're just not doing it you know what i mean but in this defense too uh, what i will say is that um like the way that danny's kind of like fighting with his own like inner turmoil and he's talking i can't remember his name for life the uh, the monkey's talking to the last episode oh i yeah name i have no idea but yeah yeah but again like going against like his creed his body on like, what they believe in and him fighting himself when she, after he's talking to um, Madame Gao, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he and she goes, "Oh, you're not like any other Iron Fist." Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, why aren't you? Why aren't you guarding the gates of Kunlun? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and then also the, she says something about how like any other Iron Fist would have um killed like whoever on command without even flinching. Yeah, yeah. When it has to do with the hand, because like it is their yeah. it is their mortal life. enemies. Yeah, yeah. It's their debt to destroy the hands, right? And yeah, um, so I understand like where they're going with that. It's just um, I do believe it needs to be fleshed out a lot more. Because again, being the title Iron Fist. We should be seeing it a lot more than four times. Yeah. Um, another thing um, is they put the night nurse in it. Obviously, uh, Claire, her name is in the show. The Claire Temple, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Um, I feel like her insight well, was... To. Yeah, I feel like it was a little a more forced in this one. But, yeah. like, it's whatever. I get it. That's the connection. And the only thing that bugs me is, like, oh, you're fighting the hand? Oh, wait a second. I know someone that's, like, enemies with the hand. And he, dresses up in, fighting them. and he and he dresses up in a devil suit, but I'm just not going to phone him. But I I fought I fought them before, so it, I, you know what I mean. So I can help. I won't phone him though. That was the one thing that confused me. Like I know obviously it's because <laughs> they're going into the defenders and stuff. But yeah. like seriously, it's like oh my god, you're dealing with the hand. I'll just help you and not call the person I know who's half taken them down before. You That's know what I mean? And like, they killed um, his lover in Electra. On multiple occasions, it's just like um. Oh, the devil of the hell, no, the devil of hell's kitchen and the bulletproof man. They fought the hand before. And blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? So let's just yeah. so, off so the can they train. come now? Let's go the down the street. Like, let's go pick yeah. them up and come back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, I, I do re- recall that Claire, you stole your mom's car and actually did that. Like you picked up two superheroes and then you did stuff. So could you just <laughs> borrow it again and maybe just? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I know it's obviously because they're going into the defenders, but at, when they said that, I was just like. Like, it's just like, funny because, like, if you look at a map of New York, you look at the boroughs, you look at Harlem, you look at Brooklyn, you look at, like, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's just, like, Kitchen. They're right there. They're all there. right there. <laughs> it's like there's nowhere to hide. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I swear, like, in one of the scenes you see Daredevil jump off a roof or something. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, and uh, that's cool. And, like, I, honestly and truthfully, like, I, I hope it happens again. Or I hope it happens not again in the show. Is I feel like since, like uh, – like the throw cameos in, they gotta throw like a Punisher cameo in there somewhere. You know what I mean? Because I haven't really touched on him since Daredevil season two. He's getting his own show. I'm not sure if he's supposed to be in the Defenders or not. I'm assuming well, he will. Sure, be. though, Daredevil is technically MIA at the end of season two, right? I mean, Daredevil Punisher is MIA at the end of season two, so I'm yeah. Not well, he's not MIA, but he just shoots the guys on the roof and he's like, "Check out my skull, deuces," and just like pieces out, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um. I feel like it's it, it it's still a Marvel Netflix show. It still has the same layout, the same blueprints for it. It's um it I don't hate it. You know what I mean? There's I definitely no way I hate it. I, I am enjoying the show for sure. Um, the last six, the six episodes, who knows, could be a lot better. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I, as the show wraps up, I really hope they are. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know about you, but we all saw it in the trailer when he punches the floor. Which I'm is still waiting for that. And like when that happens, like I'm just gonna be like. Like, so I'm really still looking forward to stuff like that. I really hope there's kind of more of that instead of just like uh, a couple like uh, not crummy. And I won't say cheesy, but just like low key Kung Fu scenes. You know what I mean? Like I want to see him taking on the hand like Daredevil was in season yeah. two. So like um... the show has merit and like it's it's doing what it's supposed to do. And again, like I don't hate it. But one thing I'll touch on like very quickly and we're not going to like go anywhere far with this is just that like. The main thing that's happening was it's like it's another like white savior movie. So like the whole oh I'm a billionaire I'm coming back and we'll say blah 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 like 
I understand. I get that. It's funny because um, my cousin and I were watching it yesterday. My mom watched it. She's like, oh, you guys watching Green Arrow? I were like, like, oh. Uh, <laughs> technically, no, yeah. no, but. Yeah, I know what you mean. Is it in, like. It... And again, I, I understand. And, like, they, originally they're going to cast, like, an Asian American man to play the role of Danny Rand, but keeping true to the source material, I understand, like, why they didn't. And I understand, yeah. like, why they would change some I, things up, as yeah. Marvel Universe has been doing. For example, like, casting, like, Tessa Thompson as Dog in a new Thor movie, like, things yeah. of that sort, like, which is okay, but people just need to understand that, like, Things are the way they are for a reason, and if it's not going to change, it's not going to change, so, like, stop bitching about it. Yeah, I, I get that. And, like, the thing is, I totally agree with you. Um, I was actually on the side where I kind of wanted to see, like, um, like I'd probably... Like, yeah, it'd be different. American, which would be awesome. But at the same time, like, I totally understand why they didn't, and I totally understand why they're like, you shouldn't be giving us hate for this, because Danny Rand is not, like, Asian-American in any way, shape, or form. Like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's really, guys? But it would have been cool, to be honest with you. I, I, I thought it'd be really refreshing, especially in something as... They just came out with something so, like, diverse, like Luke Cage. You know what I mean? Like, that show was Luke Cage amazing. is fucking amazing. Yeah, and that's the thing. And like I said, it was something so different, and it felt so, like... It, had, it was so, like urban and real like you know what i mean and that's what i liked about it and i felt like maybe bringing in like um not bringing in white danny rand you know what i mean would have helped and i feel like that it would have been a good moment would have rolled away yeah yeah but uh, but at the same time like you said i get it it is what it is you know what i mean yeah again like i'm not going to I'm not a social justice warrior or SJW, whatever the fuck they call it. I'm triggered. I'm going to tweet about it. (laughs) As a black man, I understand where they're coming from. And, like, again, out of all four shows, like, Luke Cage is my favorite. Because, like, the channel, Hattori Coker said, like, Luke Cage is like the Wu Tangification of the Marvel Universe. And I can relate to it a lot. So, like, again, with the whole, like, white savior bullshit, it's yes, sure, whatever. So is Iron Man. So is Batman. So is Green Arrow. I understand. But at the end of the day, like, this is a good show. Yeah. We promise you, like, don't listen to critics. Watch it yourself. Yeah. You will probably enjoy it. Yes, it's really slow, but I promise you'll probably enjoy it. See, I think this is the first time where um, the first reviews, in my opinion, have been so far away from each other. Because, like, yeah. not saying that I base my opinions on those reviews, but some of the things I say, I go, like, oh, like, I get where they were coming from. But, like, some of the reviews I read, it was, like... Like, what the fuck were they going on about? Like, you know what I mean? It's like some of the stuff was so nitpicky for no reason. Like, little stuff I didn't even think of. Like, you know what I mean? That's because I feel like because of the backlash they originally got from the whole, like, racial stuff or whatever, mm. people just, like, were just, okay, so they said this, so this is trash, this is trash, this yeah, is trash. Yeah, just is throwing trash. hate at it, yeah. I really yeah. wish it wasn't like that because, like, it is it is a good show. Um I do get why people, like, I guess, like, the way the blueprint is laid out for the show, a lot of people are kind of like, huh, about it. But, like, once you get going farther into the show and you pick up how the show is pacing, I guess is the best way to put it, you understand. And you're like, okay, this is cool. I actually had the same problem with um, Arrow when I first started watching it. Because, like, I wasn't kind of, like, how can I explain it? The pacing of the show is something I wasn't used to. But once you get used to it and you start watching the rest of the seasons, you understand. And it's like, exactly, oh, okay, like, like... A good example of Arrow, because Arrow is a lot of back and forth, back and forth. You go present, yeah. flashback, present, flashback. And then, like, when the next season comes, like, holy shit, this is what that is. And then yeah, it keeps yeah. on going going. That's yeah. why I truly, I truly believe that Iron Fist is the alley oop to the defenders. Yeah, absolutely. So I do feel that, like, and the, and the funny part is, is we haven't even seen the last six episodes. So we don't even know what happens, right? Exactly. So, um, and and either way, if you say 
okay, if you don't like Iron Fist and you go, I don't want to see Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Daredevil on the same screen, you're fucking insane. Because, like, I don't care how bad, even if the show was T-Rash, like, the fact that I got to, like, the fact that I get to see a costumed Danny Rand, a costumed <laughs> Daredevil, yeah, yeah, they said he's suiting up in the Defenders. So, yeah. I, either way, so a costumed freaking daredevil and then you have luke cage and jessica jones in a show together and eight epin about them fighting the hand i'm in just, just i'm so in it hurts. 100% in. and then you could have electra in it because technically she's not dead but she is oh spoilers whatever um spoilers. and then she'll come back yeah and you have the punisher and then you think about it what if they debut someone else at the end of it you never they know could. because like there is like you can go anywhere from here literally you know what i mean so and again, with the whole success of like these Netflix shows, it's slowly blurring the lines between TV and movie universe. So yeah. maybe this is the push that they need. See, and that's the thing because like you have to realize that the more money that they make off these shows, um, the more possible it is in the future not to definitely straight integrate them, but to have them mirror off each other more fluently yeah. than they are now. And and I think that is cool because you remember in one of the scenes in uh, Iron Fist, uh, what's his name goes, um, the lawyer goes, oh, you have more views than the big incredible the green guy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I see you. That's cool. You know what I mean? Because in Daredevil, you have the scene from the editor's room and the guy has a picture from the New York accent because he wrote the newspaper article for and stuff like that. And I was like, mm. I see you. You know what? I see you. This is a thing. <laughs> That's the thing too, because like um, even during uh, Daniel the first press conference, they mentioned that um, like oh, this is the most important thing to happen right now since um, the incident talking about like the first Avengers movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So like even the subtle like hints here and there are cool and all, but like it's just let's just make it happen. Yeah. But at the same time, what I will say though is that having the Netflix characters in the MCU is going to be very hard. I agree with that because yeah. they're two completely different types of shows, right? I agree with that. So basically, to end this, I guess what we'll do is, after watching the first six episodes, um, number your favorite Netflix shows in order. So I'll go. I Mine was definitely, Luke Cage is number one. Uh, Daredevil season, because of season two, is number two. And then I'm going to go Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. Um, I'll have the exact same thing, but I'll put Jessica Jones over Iron Fist right now. Okay. Just because we're not doing Iron Fist right now. That's fair. Yeah, see, um... And I'm a sucker for psycho thrillers, and Jessica Jones was kind of like that, so yeah. that's why I really like it. Not to hate on Jessica Jones whatsoever, um, the only problem I had with Jessica Jones was that I just felt they tried to throw her character in your face too much, that I don't think it was necessary, and I could care less about Patsy Walker. That's just the two yeah. things. But either way, um, it's still a good show, great show. I love like the, the Purple Man and everything, great fucking villain, that was awesome. So what would you rate the first, I guess, half of the season right now? Um, we doing like that. We'll do it at a ten, I guess. Um, yeah. I'll give it a generous seven. See, I was thinking the exact same thing, like a very strong seven. Yeah, like a generous seven. Like if I had to give you an actual number, like a six point eight, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just under seven. So. All right. So let's get really upset and mad now. Fuck. Yeah. So, um, hi, friends. Kirsten here from Canadian Talk Comics. <laughs> um, so, news reports have been going out today talking about how uh, our our beautiful friends over at DC Films have, um, how do you say this, <laughs> fucked up yet again. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, basically, the story is 
since um oh by the way aquaman got delayed too either way um so since the flash aquaman and batman and everything else that they're planning on doing for the rest of their lives supposed to be filmed this year yeah supposed to be filming like next month yeah it got delayed basically what they want to do now is they're literally they said that they're trying to fast (laughs) they want to fast track a movie because they need to they need to put something out soon they don't have a choice like you know what I mean? They can't just disappear for a year and a half to two years and then be like justice. Hey guys, we're, we're going to do something. We'll, yeah, we'll be back. We'll because be back. right now, think about it. They have two movies filmed, right? So like, let's do some like some little math here, technically. So Wonder Woman comes out, right? Uh, six months later. I'm still excited about it. So I'm am I. So... so am I. I'm not hanging on Wonder Woman because that is like the first freaking superhero movie. I think I'm generally going to be like kiddish about. Like I'm actually yeah. really fucking excited to see that movie. So then after that, you have Justice League. Okay. Which is like, I'm pretty sure it's like, what, six months after or something like yeah. that? I could be wrong. Either way. So then after that, that is all in this year. That's all this year. I'm correct. Justice League comes out in 2017, right? Yeah, Justice League and uh, Wonder Woman this year. Okay, so nothing has started filming yet after that. Nope. Not no. at all. So if they want to release a movie in 2018, they would have to start filming like last month. And now they want to fast track a movie. So this is what worries me. This is it right here. Hold on. Let's just, let's just amp it up a little bit. Oh, the oh. Flash has lost director number three. Okay, yes. And Batman now is doing a complete rewrite on their script. Which and... might mean that we might lose Deathstroke now. And Aquaman, they started doing pre-point filming. But now they have to move it back because they're not sure of, like, I don't know if it's script issues or actor issues. What, either way. So, either way. Some bullshit. The thing that scares me the most, and I can't, I hate that I have to say this, is what if Warner Brothers sits down and goes, so, hmm, I wonder what made us a whole lot of money in the last little while. And then they go, oh, how about we just fast-track Suicide Squad 2? Oh, no. As much as I actually, like, enjoyed Suicide Squad, I don't need another one right now. Like, we, so... Okay, I'll be honest. On the short like, list right now... We didn't need to... the first one. I didn't need, the, I didn't need the first one. Like, it was don't get different. me wrong. It was cool. I, I'm yeah. not saying I didn't like the movie. Did I need it? And did did they need it? No, they needed Harley Quinn. To, did make it do anything that, for us? to make all that hot topic money. But did that movie do anything for us? No, it gave me a 30-second appearance of the Flash and Captain Boomerang that gave made me a little happy. And it just literally gave us Margot Robbie and and what do you call it? Um and the Joker. Literally. Right. Yeah, but, uh, Everything yeah. else, it was like, I don't really give a shit. So it's like I think so like right now on the short list we have um I was going to say Teen Titans for whatever reason. I don't know why that came to my head. Because <laughs> it's better, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the Judas contract comes out soon. Yeah. But anyway, that's something completely different. So we have Suicide Squad 2. We have um, Gotham City Siren, which could be good. See, I If would... it features the Birds of Prey, and I really hope that's going to be a thing. See, I, this is where I would say, like, oh, it'd be a good idea to fast-track the, that movie, because I feel like Gotham... But no, you haven't even built Hold the on. Gotham universe me... yet. Let me stop you on that, though. Oh. The thing that really concerned me was they wanted to fast-track the Green Lantern Corps movie. No. Do you see That's this? That's supposed to come out last. you see this? This is important to me. Like, I, can we talk about this? These 
these are the keys to my car. This is important <laughs> to me. And if and like if something Kirsten, I don't even have words if they do Ryan Reynolds to me again. There are no words. People need to understand that when it comes to DC heroes, me and Mike love Green Lantern. Like, top three for me. So it's like, if I have to go through another, like, clusterfuck, for lack of a better word, of what the first Green Lantern movie was, I don't want to. And the fact that this movie is supposed to be, like, the entire Green Lantern Corps and how Jordan's established, John Stewart's established, we might have Guy Gardner or Kyle Rayner as a new Lantern. Sinestro from, will obviously be around, right, in some way. Might have a cameo for Parallax and shit like that. So the early things we're saying. See, so you just saying all these good things, it makes it hurt more. Because it's like... It's okay. Okay, start rant. You have a franchise where you have literally nothing but good things coming out of them right now. You've had nothing but good things coming out of them for the last five years. The 90s were bad in every aspect except for Chris Claremont's X-Men. Yep. And you are sitting there on a gold mine, a fucking gold mine of stuff to use. Yet you can't even get directors for your movies. Like you have a person, the person running you right now, and the person helping is one of the most prolific comic book writers of all Ever. time for a Ever. reason. He, like, I read like I read his stories, and literally one of them almost changed my life so much it made me rethink my dedication to comics to the point where that's why I love Green Lantern so much, and. I just think it's so crazy that they they can't sit down and Time Warner Cable can't hire the right people to write a fucking script to any one of these superheroes that they have literally lines and years and years of stuff to pull apart from that I it's just nuts to me. DC has made a whole bunch of different things and then killed it with crisis events and then done more great things, killed it. So you don't even have, you can pick and choose. This is just a single timeline. You don't have to worry like Marvel. It's just, I just don't understand. It's just, it hurts me because I see these scripts and I see the things that they're doing. And then there's people like us who sit here, the consumers that are, are so used to profound success from the books. And then we get this garbage. And that's the thing too. So like, I'm actually looking for my Blackest Night comic. I don't know where it is, but, like, <laughs> Jeff Johns, right here. Rise of the Third Army. See? This is, like, probably my favorite Green Lantern story. Did Johns write Third Army? He did, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, no, because that's part of the New 52. Yes, part of yeah, the, the I was thinking. Rush. I was thinking of, uh, what do you call it, um, the run after that, where it's, like, uh, the Lost Army or whatever Yeah, the Lost Army was different, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But no. either way, like, Jeff Johns said, hey, you guys are fucking up. I'm going to take the reins. I know what I'm doing. Let's go do a good thing. Then he mentioned stuff he wanted to do, and now we get to this point right here. Where kind of like, it? That's the thing. I, I don't see hit the any panic of these good things. It's... They officially hit the panic button. Because Marvel, here's, here's the thing, to be completely honest with you. Marvel storylines for the past 10 years, I'll be very generous, the past 10 years, have been mediocre. They gave us Battle of the Atom. They gave us Until Time Runs Out. We just got Secret Wars, which has been there. It's just whatever. But like, New 52 had Forever Evil, Pandora War, Dark Side War, 
Rebirth is like amazing yeah, right now. That's the thing. And going about that, you have Infinite Crisis. You have like, you Infinite know what I mean? It's just like, to me, it's the thing that it just sucks because Marvel found a way to. Okay, Marvel in the last 10 years, don't get me wrong, has been good. We've gotten things like Civil War. We've gotten things like Times Runs Out. We've gotten things like the Secret Hold Avengers. on. Civil War was extremely okay. Like the event? Yeah. Was it Civil War or Civil War 2? No, no, I'm talking about the event, the original Civil War. Like Oh, in 06. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just talking like, so like, oh yeah, because that's not even, my God, that's longer than 10 years ago. You sly yeah. fool, you. Okay, so the last seven years, you're right, have been extremely mediocre. Like there has been, um, obviously up points stuff, but written by Hickman and Jason Aaron and stuff like that. And uh, Charles Soule has done some cool like, stuff. Tom Hickman put Marvel on his back for a very long time. Yeah, and and like his Fantastic Four runs were amazing. His Avengers runs were really good too. Yeah, but so what? Marvel took characters. I don't want to say on the decline, but I don't want to say like they were like boom, everyone wants Marvel. They were the be to see this character. Yeah. To be completely honest with you. And made them into movies that were in such success just because of the layout and the way they went about it. And it's just nuts because you look over at DC and it is the complete opposite. They are sitting on a literal gold mine of material. Like, and uh, here's the thing. Kirsten knows this. I am a Marvel guy through and through. If you want to talk about anything from the 60s plus, I will wring your ear off about it. When it comes to DC, I'm not as knowledgeable in the older stuff, but anything for the past, I feel old saying this, but the past 17 to 15 years, I am well-versed on. And the fact is that I will say, literally positively, even though I am a Marvel fan, for the past 13 years, DC has been running the show in the comics. 100%. And and that's coming from a die-hard Marvel fan. And that's good, because, like, I've been split down the middle, like, my whole life, so I'd go from Marvel, I'd go to DC. For example, like, I'll just tell you, Mike, um, the first time a comic book I got was Iron Man number 300. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I moved on to, like, The Dark Knight, I moved on to things of that sort. So, like, I always go to DC as a preference, but I always go back to Marvel. But, like, recently, Marvel's just been, like, it's been okay. For example, like, Marvel's really good at making okay, let's just forget what I just said. Age of Ultron as a story. Are we talking? Are we talking about the comic book or the movie? Comic book. Horrible. It was just like cool. So let's bring back Ultron in this like what if universe and let's do things and then at the end of it cancel everything and then so find Nick Fury hiding under a rock. <laughs> you remember right? that? <laughs> and then like let's just send Wolverine and Sue Storm back into time to go kill Hank Pym fifteen times. To realize that nothing's going to change. Yeah. So, like, as a whole, that story is probably like about, like, a, for me personally, like a 5.7, a strong 6. But then, Marvel takes the name of Age of Ultron, makes a movie out of it that has nothing to do with the book, makes a very mediocre story, introduces Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, and boom. They took the name of a popular comic and made a good movie out of it. Well, not a good movie, but, like, a decent movie out of it. Yeah. That's what they're doing correctly, because they have, like, they're okay to do something crazy because they have a, a good idea that it might pan out. Yeah, well, look at the first Avengers movie. Who's the villain? Loki and the Shatari? Yeah. Who the fuck, who the fuck cares about the Shatari, man? I want the Kree. I want the Skrull. You know what I mean? But they were like, look, first movie, we won't waste a big name and we'll just do it like that. And it worked. I thought it worked, right? It did. And think about it. Like, um, and then after Well, everyone's that, like juicing up because like, all, everyone's on screen at the same time, right? So like, 
the villain kind of was downplayed a little bit, to be yeah. honest. And it's funny, because think about how long ago Avengers 1 was, and who did you see in the end credit scenes of that movie? Thanos. And well, that's 2012? Yeah, man. Like, no, that's like 2000 and... I think it's Holy 2012. shit, man. We're... I feel old. Stop. Okay. Yeah, so it would have been almost <laughs> seven years ago. Okay, that movie came out, to say. And they've been planning this for that long, and now next year, eight years later... Can't what? confirm 2012. Can confirm 2012? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's 2010. That's when the Iron Man movies probably started then, right? 2009, something like that? Okay, so either way, this many years later, here we are, and we have Infinity War, and everyone is fucking belligerently excited about this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now we're just waiting for DC movies. I have never... Okay, (laughs) I didn't want to say this before because I wanted to give hope and I wanted to, like, be that biased guy and be like, you know what, like, I'm not giving up on them yet because these truly mean so much to me. But I'm going to say this now and I'm going to... And I'm almost positive I'm right. There is going to be a lot riding on this Wonder Woman movie and there's going to be five times the amount riding on this Justice League movie because if people walk out of that Justice League movie... With questions and concerns, what happens to all the movies that can't find directors, can't get scripts done, and are having are currently being stuck in development? Like, because if they feel like that they're not going to make money off those movies or they're finding more concerns about them, I can almost guarantee it's Time Warner Cable we're talking about here. This is Warner Brothers Entertainment. They will shut those movies down. I guarantee it. That's the thing. So we have Shazam that's in limbo. We have Green Lantern Corps that's in limbo. We have Justice League Two, which is in limbo because that's supposed to be that's supposed to be a what like a twenty twenty release mm-hmm. before the same year as Justice League. So Justice League, yeah. of course, so just like we cannot afford, or we they cannot afford another reboot because they have all their pieces in place right now. It's just they don't know what to do with it. And the fact that yeah. like Jeff Johns is put in the situation is, is really bad. Yeah. And everyone and again, always like, says, like, I, the thing that I hate I hate the most is everyone always says, like, oh, it's the era of the comic book movie. It not really. It's oh. the era of exciting movies with character development and plots that people enjoy, and that and the movies that have come out before the Marvel movies and after the Marvel movies prove that. And like, look at Watchmen. Zack Snyder directed it, right? The same dude, and we still had Warner Brothers behind it. It's a DC. It's owned by DC, right? And mm-hmm. the movie was mediocre, and it got a lot of it got a lot of bad pull for it. And well, it was a good movie. I liked it for sure. I liked it. I, I did I enjoy it. it. Yeah, it, but it's just like that movie got a bad rap, and then all these Marvel movies come out. People start enjoying it, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's the age of the comic book movie." You know what I mean? And now afterwards, things happened with DC, and I think people are starting to realize now, and I think maybe DC is starting to realize now that like. It's not because of they're they're based off comic books. It's because they're well written movies. They're well directed movies. They're well acted movies. Well, to, um, besides watching the fast forward now, bring you to Marvel now. If you took off the Marvel handle from Logan, Logan's one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, I, exactly. Like, yes, Logan. I had some issues with Logan, but that being said, like with or without that Marvel sign on it. That's an so emotional movie. movie. Yeah, that yeah. literally struck the heart of a lot of people just because they're so used to seeing Wolf, uh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah, and, for example, for that too, like um, my sister, who is not a comic book fan whatsoever, 
went to go see it with her husband, I think, over the weekend, and she came to me, oh, I just watched that Logan movie. It's fantastic. I like the way that blah, 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 right? I'm just like, and that's not even a comic book fan that's enjoying a comic book movie because of the character development, because of the writing, because of, like, how the whole movie is brought together, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the area that we're in right now. Yeah, and it's like, it's just, it's frustrating, to say the least, like, to stay on subject. It's just, for someone that cares about these movies and these characters as much, I guess, as us, it's just really frustrating and hard to see this. Because for some people, it's just like, oh, whatever, I want to see a Shazam movie and stuff like that. But you have to realize, like, us being comic book fans and then to dangle that above our heads like that and, like, us actually being like, holy shit, we might actually see this. Because, like... well. Um, sorry to cut you off, but here's yeah. a hot take for that. So, like, I honestly truly believe, I was talking with my buddies about this before, the reason why DC's having a hard time is because for the first time ever, we're dealing with people outside of Batman and Superman. I, I kind of agree. I, I, I half agree with that. Everything, because, like, we've been getting Batman movies since, like, the early 90s, so, like, riding on, like, 25 years now, right? But that's the thing. And, but I will say this, and I'm going to let you finish, I promise, but yeah. that being said, though there was only three Batman movies that were highly successful. Oh, 100%. But the fact that even though those movies were successful, we're still getting Batman thrown in your face, right? That's true. Very true. Yeah. So people can relate to Batman. People can relate to Superman. So the fact that we're getting a Justice League movie now, we're getting Cyborg, we're getting Green Lantern, we're getting The Flash, we're getting Aquaman. People aren't used to that. Going into the first Avengers movie, um, Iron Man wasn't really that popular before the first Iron Man movie. Captain America, no one gave a shit about before the first Captain America movie. So it's, Marvel marketed better than DC did. Mm-hmm. So DC is still trying to, again, we're going to say this every single time we talk about DC, they're playing catch-up. Yeah. And the thing is, is like going back to what I was saying, it's a lot different if you're a general consumer compared to someone, if you're into this stuff, because like, it's going to sound really corny, but like Kirsten knows that like one of my favorite ever Marvel characters was, has been Dr. Strange. It's been that my whole life. And I will never forget like the like and it sounds so corny but i i don't even care i remember during that movie there is a scene where he falls off the staircase and he puts on the cloak of levitation for the first time and he floats in front and he has like the stance and he's holding the hands and like i just remember there was straight freaking shivers went down my spine because like i actually got to see this in person and something that has meant so much to me for so many years is on the TV and like on a screen in front of me. And I am watching it. I am physically seeing it, not out of pages in a book. And I feel like if that can do that to me, who is not like, I guess I don't get all hyped up and excited very easily. And people who watch the movies normally get excited about stuff like that. They're doing something right. And I just really 100%. hope that DC can figure that out because like, for the general consumer who likes Batman, they're like, oh, the Batman movie sucks. And then there's us who are like, and the people who probably watch this podcast who are like legitimately heartbroken at the fact that I'm not going to be able to see some of this stuff. That's the thing too, because like, even though BVS had its problems, it did do good for building yeah. some of the, the DCEU or whatever. The visuals were amazing, and I got to see Batman fight Superman on a screen. Yeah. We've read about it so many times over our lifespan, but just, like, we've never seen it on screen yet. That's the thing. And, like, yes, the movie had problems, whatever, but it was still Batman versus Superman. It doesn't matter how you word that and how you market that. It's going to make money. Example, the same thing, how we got Spider-Man in the Avengers movie. 
never in our life do we think that was going to happen. Exactly. And that's what, that's the thing, right? And I just, I really hope it works out for DC. Um, well, I guess we'll wrap this up. It's just DC need to realize what they're working with and how to work with it. And I really hope they take steps towards doing that. And like I said, there is never more than now been a time where they need to ride off success after those two movies off Wonder Woman, yep. which I think regardless of how it is, will be successful. Um, and uh, Justice League. And I completely agree with you with that because honestly and truly, the DC TV shows, I'm having so much fun with. They're all really great. Um, people were complaining about Supergirl, but it's supposed to be campy. Yo, I give a shit. It's yo, good. Martian Manhunter's in the show. Shut up. That is dope. Did I ever think I'd see Martian Manhunter? I saw it. There's a damn white Martian in the first right? season of Supergirl, okay? Like, <laughs> I shit my pants. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, I actually get to see this shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I liked it. I don't care if it's and again, happy like, and lame um, and whatever people have to say about it. Yeah, no, like, I'm not a about show. a musical. I will say that. The Flash, like, Grant Gustin and her having a musical together. Not about it. Whatever. I am all for it. Yeah, I see <laughs> all for it. It's whatever, though. But yeah. Um, but again, like growing up in Smallville, like DC TV was that was my life. So like, what DC like film needs to do? They need to find out like what's making their TV show so great and just take all that. I agree. It's gonna be hard to do, but again, like that's what they need to do. It's doable though. I guess we'll wrap. I guess we'll end it there. Either way, guys. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a while. We uh we went away for a bit. I got a lot. We got a lot of content. That we gotta edit out and put up. This one will probably go up before that. Um, so it's uh, probably go up first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll definitely get uh, in the next little while. We'll probably get Mark back on here. Maybe and Emily. We'll talk about packs and stuff. Maybe because we gotta talk about some video games coming out and stuff. Perfect. And how there's a, <laughs> that's horrible. Don't say that. Um, and uh, there's You'll a lot of stuff. You'll understand that joke in Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff we have to play still. Like, I am so backlogged. I just built my PC. I have Zelda. I have Horizon Zero Dawn. You have Mass Effect. And I hate myself because I don't want to be a human being or a contributing member to society. I just want to sit inside and play all day. But like, <laughs> It's life, unfortunately. And again, I am back in Canada. And for the first dying. time, like... <laughs> and you're alive. For the alive. first time, like, a month and a half. Yeah, and you're alive. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we get back, we're getting back to pumping out a lot more content. Um, this should be going up in the next day or two. Yeah, it should be up by tomorrow. And also, a cool thing is we're gonna we'll probably have a special surprise for you. We're actually gonna take a little trip and meet up with another YouTube channel and do something, which would be cool. So we got plans yeah. for that. That's gonna be pretty sick. So um, we're not gonna say anything as yet. Um, just know that it's not in Toronto, so that's your big hint. We are leaving. Yeah, the Toronto, Toronto. mans have to go to other territories. <laughs> Gotta phoning, go elsewhere. Phoning each other and stuff. And like, oh man alright anyways uh, my name's Mike my name's Kirsten and Mark sucks have a good one guys (laughs) by the speech in the building (laughs)